0: All right, episode eight of Memory Tracks. Here we go. This is going to be a good one. Uh, So, you know, I think I've talked about this before. My goal is to hit the first 10 and kind of get a feel for what I want to do with this and how to lead these effectively and and do it well and see if people actually care. Um, If they don't, it doesn't matter. I've already decided, as I've mentioned before, that I'm going to keep doing it anyways, but uh, maybe change the structure. Uh, But for these first 10, uh, I was racking my brain trying to think exactly who would be really good guests for that initial wave that would have like a really good diverse range of musical interests and backgrounds Mm and reasons that I knew them and whatnot. And uh, today we've got Michelle, Michelle Chu. Hi. And she says hello. (laughs) So uh, really happy to have her on. And the reason why you came up in, in my mind of like who to bring, so... Anyway, if you work at in like, I guess a lot of companies probably have. If you work a nine to five, you've probably used like the application Slack um, or like a hip chat or something. And you know you, when you first get onboarded onto a team or you join or whatever, you set up your Slack and it's like the messenger app, and um, you know you use it to communicate back and forth and avoid email for quick answers and things like that. I think everyone knows that. I don't know why I'm explaining Slack, but. <laughs> Um, they had a Super Bowl ad, which is fucking crazy. It like is. Slack They're is a super big. Ad. It's
1: wild. <laughs>
0: like what a waste of money. Um,
1: Their giphy feature. That's, that's true. The giphy is the thing that wins them that's over. The it's thing. so
0: fun. Um, but I think this is probably something that anyone who has Slack inevitably has a music channel. Mm-hmm. So you could set up these channels, and it's like a hashtag or whatever, uh, and they could be private, they could be public, they could be whatever, and it's basically like you know. Usually when you're messaging, it's just a direct message, but you can create these channels for, like, common interest things and use it for your, like, specific teams. You might have, like, the marketing channel where the marketing team can talk about marketing and whatever. But, you know, inevitably people will create, like, fun groups and things that aren't work-related. And so uh, I worked uh, at a previous company um, with Michelle, and we had a music channel, of course. Yep. Um, was it, Is it called music?
1: It was called Humble FM.
0: Humble (laughs) FM, that's right, yeah, that's good. Um, And so, you know, you go there and the premise is you just talk about music, so typically like people are just sharing their Spotify tracks or SoundClouds or whatnot, new record drops and excitement about that, and... You know, I don't know if anyone else has had has had this experience, but everyone's really like passionate about music and everyone thinks they have really great taste and <laughs> better than everyone else's. And so there's a little bit of like, you know, when you join that channel, a little bit of pressure to oh, like Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. I'm really scared to post stuff in there. <laughs>
0: Because yeah, you're putting it out there. You don't get to explain. You don't get to see the mm-hmm. reactions. You just like hopefully, like if people don't respond with an you emoticon, hope right gives away. You like a, yeah, someone <laughs> like, yeah, or oh, something. And he's like, nobody liked this. Do I <laughs> need to delete it or edit it? Yeah. And then you like drop like a Beatles track or something. Like, oh yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> um, it's just to cover up the whatever you know mess you sent in there earlier. But the reason why I bring this up is because uh, you know it, uh, when I was working there at the music channel, obviously, like I would put songs in there and things like that uh, but Michelle was always in the channel um adding things and Michelle has actually really good like diverse taste and uh, you're younger than me and so mm-hmm. you I think and we probably will get into this in the interview but yeah. my I imagine that like you've spent time in college which is where a lot of people discover a lot about their musical taste and really open up um at a time when like electronic music was really becoming yeah, the big thing. And so our tastes are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, not everything, but, you know, your kind of core thing that, that you would always share a lot in music. We is still that.
1: like Fortet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I
0: do like Fortet. We were listening to that before we kicked it off. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things like I, you know, I've listened to some, some of this music before, but it's never really grabbed me. I never quite understood it. I've learned to respect it and appreciate people mm-hmm. like you that, that love it and feel so passionate about it. And I'm genuinely curious. Like, I didn't tell you to pick electronic songs or right. anything like that I just had a hunch that you would pick <laughs> in that vein and I'm curious like how because typically there's not lyrics like how you end up tying these back to the stories in the memory so I'm really excited to hear that uh and specifically picked you out for that and it's funny because uh, at my new job we have a music channel as well mm-hmm. and slack of course and it's it uh, v- leans very heavy towards the electronic oh, really? side. Nice. And we people were definitely post
1: underrepresented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: People post things and like, oh, check out the new Grizz or check out the new. Yeah. Uh, pretty lights or you right. know whatever and i'm like uh, i can't really contribute but <laughs> i know someone who knows a lot about this stuff yeah so i've thought about like texting you and being like hey Those michelle what's the ones. cool song that if i drop it in with this group they'll be like wow you're so smart They're like yeah. you have good taste <laughs> I'll let you um, know next but time. i'm too old for that shit now so. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so I, i'm excited for it um and happy to have you on board
1: thank you so, thanks for having me
0: yeah of course um and it was, it's always awesome when you can ask someone to do it and they are excited to do it and want to do mm-hmm. it. Um, so we got three songs today, um, and we'll kick it off with the first one. It's uh, from a group called Above and Beyond, and the song is called On a Good Day, but you made sure to clarify that uh, there's multiple versions of it, and yep. this is the one from their acoustic record. Yes, correct. So we'll, we'll talk more about that afterwards. <laughs>
2: to myself forever yeah and how I wish I knew
0: It was really pretty
1: thank you and not especially I it. <laughs>
0: especially like after I was like oh this is electronic music and mm-hmm. then first track is like this really pretty piano and strings yeah um and so what I that was the first thing that I I googled straight to it and played it on Spotify when I was getting ready mm-hmm. and I was like wow this is this is not what I was expecting did you listen to and the then I listened one? to the original one and it's like there we go <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more bumpy <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but, oh, man, it, it was it was really nice. I really enjoyed hearing it. Um, so walk me through.
1: Yeah. Um, so I hope I can express this in a more clear and, like, linear fashion. Um, so the song is by Above and Beyond. It's my favorite artist and electronic group, I would say. They kind of, they were kind of the springboard to... What started my personal electronic music bubble burst craze, kind of, um, and it kind of fell upon it because I didn't know anything about electronic music. My first electronic festival that I went to was actually in twenty ten. Um, like you said before, I am younger than you. I went to uh, I went to UT started in oh nine. And I went to my first electronic That's festival. That's the year I graduated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So I went to go see Kid Cudi at this electronic music festival yeah. um, at Apache Pass. It's called Noctur- Nocturnal. And I just really wanted to see Kid Cudi. I had no <laughs> interest in electronic music That's or like anything. That's like Man on the Moon. Yeah. Year, yeah. Like day, for, yeah, yeah, um, day, day and Night. And um, yeah, all yeah. of that. <laughs> I don't even know why. I don't even really like him now. But (laughs) I was so set on going to see him. And so my friends are going to this festival. I rode with them. um, And just that was my first electronic experience. Saw a lot of bass. Saw a lot of techno. Saw a lot of different things that at that time, I didn't know the genre. I didn't know any of the artists. And I go back now and look at the lineup, and it's like huge names. Like they've all become huge. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. and one of the people that I saw was Above and Beyond, um, and I didn't know it was them at the time, and I didn't know it was them that I saw until two years later, actually three years later after I graduated, mm-hmm. um, when I was at another festival in New York, um, I was at Electric Zoo, and um, I was walking out of another show. They were clo- Above and Beyond was closing, but I didn't, I had never heard of them before. Um, walked out. They were playing their last song. It was a white sea of confetti, and they were playing this song. Um, And the special thing about Above and Beyond, about their show, is that they have words on the screen, so they kind of type to you during their show, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, they try to st- tell a story throughout, but they also are just like, hey, Austin, and like they'll kind of chat to you. And that was really memorable. So they were
0: projecting that on like a side TV or something?
1: Yeah, they just have it on like above, as behind, their
0: like, projection. The
1: okay. mm-hmm. And so that was really memorable, and I would probably not have made the connection that that was who I saw at my first festival um, if it weren't for the words. And yeah. that was very. I uh, never, I've never seen that. That's,
0: that's cool. Yeah, you that's
1: should look idea. up one of their live <laughs> shows. Um, so that's how I made the connection. I was like, holy shit, this is who I saw at Nocturnal three years ago, and I had no idea who they were. Yeah. And so after that, I looked them up. I found their name. I, like, found their label. Um, I actually have a tattoo of their logo symbol on my shoulder. Um, and after that... Is that I, the uh,
0: Juna Beats? Yeah, yeah, and Juna
1: Beats. They're from London. Shout out to them. They're my favorite label. Um, they, Above and Beyond, started the label. But they the beauty of the label is that they find so much talent, like so much hidden talent that you would never um, find elsewhere. And they're really good promoters of artists in their label. So it's really nice. But that was kind of how I fell upon Above and Beyond. And this is the song that played while I made that realization. Yeah. Um, and every time I hear it, it's kind of like a really big... F- like breath of fresh air, like you said, it's a very nice, cool song. It's the electronic version is a little bit more mtsy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I like the acoustic one. This one, the acoustic version came out, I think, two years ago. They had an they uh, came out with a whole acoustic album.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I think with like twelve, fifteen songs. I watched the live stream of it. They played it in London with a big symphony and stuff. Um, and that was kind of, when I heard it again, acoustic, I fell in love with it even more. <laughs> like, I love this version so much more <laughs> yeah. than the original one. Um, and it's kind of, I've seen them 17 times. This is the last song um, I heard by them live in L.A. with my best friend when I last saw them. Oh, this is what cool. they ended with. They ended with that. That's yeah. A
0: ending, yeah. Yeah, so that's Especially kind of... Especially in L.A. Mm-hmm. That seems like a very L.A. song. Well, so when they do these acoustic shows,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are they playing r- instruments or are they, I, I know that's like such a dumb thing. No, it's guess. not,
1: not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, that's also why I love above me on trio. Um, okay. it's Pavo, Tony and Jano, Um, and they all play individual instruments. So Pavo plays piano and cello. Mm, um, cool. Tony will sing and play guitar And Dijano, I think he plays piano or something as well. They all play individual instruments. And during the live show, they had an entire symphony. They had the live vocalists. And they played alongside with them on their real instruments.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they basically flip all their electronic songs into symphonic ones.
0: Yeah. They probably don't like touring that as much because they have to carry out that gear around.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but they do. They did like a five-city tour, which is why I had to fly to L.A. to see okay, I had to
0: fly yeah. to Where to did like they play? What venue was that?
1: Um, Hollywood Bowl.
0: Oh, what did you think of Hollywood Bowl?
1: Um, it was good. The seating was a little weird. Yeah. I was in like a cubby of four people.
0: Oh, you were down low. You had good yeah,
1: seats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in a cubby of four people. So, I guess if you had a party of four, it'd be nice. But yeah. we were behind some other people. Oh, so like strangers. <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> they weren't celebrities, um, though. No, yeah. not wow. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish so. But yeah, I feel like there's no way that I can express like how happy I was when I heard this song live. But you heard kind of a bit of how like emotive and how refreshing yeah. it was that
0: so when you i'm always curious about this you said this is like one of your your favorite artists uh if not your favorite artist mm-hmm. um and this is your favorite song from them uh so when you went to see him were you did you expect them to play it at the end did you expect them to play it acoustic did were you like as they got later and later, we you like, oh, maybe they won't play it, and I'll be pissed.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have been pissed. It's always like the best joy to end the show with because you don't know. I don't expect it because usually they're playing like album tours or something, and it's not a usual song in their album. It's one of their oldest songs when they're actually called Ocean Lab. Um, so lots of history. But uh, I always hope they'll play it. But like I said, I've seen them 17 or 18 times live and they've played it as an encore three times. <laughs> so nice.
0: so odds are maybe, that's why,
1: yeah, maybe that's why I go to hear it live. But every time I do, it's incredible.
0: Do they come to Austin?
1: Um, they do. They were actually in, uh, they played at Euphoria in April and I'm going to see them next uh, on New Year's. They're going to play Lights All Night in Dallas.
0: Oh, cool. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, super excited.
0: For all of the artists that you picked, they, have you traveled to see them?
1: Um, Big Gigantic, I have, s- I've seen them while traveling, yeah. um, Tom Mish, I would, and I almost did, because he's doing okay. a tour right now in the U.S. Ah, okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll
0: convince you to do that yeah. by the, end of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, cool. Well, let's go ahead and go to the next song. Yeah. Uh, unless you had anything else you wanted to add? No. Um, so this next one is, well, oh, I just realized we spoiled... The rest of the artists, but you don't know the song, so stay tuned because the next one, while you do know that it's from Big Gigantic, we didn't know that it's called Sky High. It's the best one. That saxophone outro is so cool. Yeah,
1: the end is so good. We that's, were jamming in our chairs. Yeah, that's was,
0: that was cool. Big gigantic. I feel like I, I at least the guys they play like Halloween stub shows every year or something.
1: Um, I don't know or, exactly, but they do come through Austin quite a bit. You've probably seen yeah, their name. I feel
0: come like through. I've seen them around. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I don't think I've ever seen them though. Yeah, but it seems like a fun show.
1: Definitely very mm-hmm. funky. Um, I thought it was funny that you asked if. Above and Beyond plays real instruments at the last show. <laughs> um because Big Gigantic was kind of the and group I didn't
0: ask that in like a judgmental way though. I just want to <laughs> yeah, clarify that. Right. I, just I didn't genuinely take it as curious. That I recognize all. that and appreciate yeah. that there's a lot of ways to make music. So
1: Right. <laughs> but it's funny because um Big Gigantic and Above and Beyond kind of in my stories have a lot of tie-in together. Mm-hmm. Um but Big Gigantic was the first group that I had heard, and this song was the first of theirs that I had heard, introduced by a friend, um, my pledge brother from college named Arthur, who's really into music, and who's really into film. And he was filming electronic um, producers while we were in college, um, kind of for fun. And he had shown me this song, and he was like, yeah, they play drum and sax live. It's a duo. And I had just never come across that concept before back in the day, like yeah. in 2010. It's, everyone's doing it now, like Grizz does it, Pretty Lights has a live band. And I love how that influence, that live music influence, is now percolating into electronic yeah. music. Um, I think it's so fresh and stuff. But Big Gigantic was the first group that I had ever heard um, that had incorporated live stuff into electronic um, which is why I fell in love with them. I fell in love with funk. Um, the sax is awesome. Which is why I love Grizz. I rock a Grizz hat most of the time. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I remember jamming to this song so hard with my f- <laughs> with my friend Arthur, who who likes electronic and who likes like really hard metal. <laughs> so um, it was kind of an enlightening thing of different genres can be incorporated into electronic, and electronic serves as a rather nice base, kind of yeah. like a suit base for other music's uh, genres and styles to be built into. So yeah. um, I would say that listening back to that song, I haven't listened to it in a while until I sent it to you yeah. yesterday, but it's like pretty rudimental if you listen to all the beats and stuff, but yeah. um, still really catchy, still so funky, always makes me want to dance, um, and you should go to a live show. Like yeah. them playing sax and drum live makes all the difference. Yeah, that's it's, cool. It adds the whole other element that I need. That I think electronic music needs. Yeah. Rather than having someone literally press play up there, because people do.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. Like a hater of the concept of pressing play. Like I, there's I've been to enough different types of shows to know that it's not always about like. I mean, it's kind of a funny concept when you think about seeing a band live and like they're just playing the same thing that they play every single night and Mm -hmm. it's not really that different and in some cases depending on the band and the song and stuff like they might just be strumming the same four chords so it's not like yeah it's that much more difficult than pressing play on a laptop right uh but you know there's different ways to judge like what makes a live performance and I've you know I've been to Coachella a couple of years and I've dipped my toes into the Sahara tent mm-hmm. and um, you know it's not again it's not necessarily my thing but I've always had a good time when mm-hmm. I've been at that and I think that pressing play or not pressing play like you're creating an ambience and an environment for people to have fun yeah and I mean that's ultimately why you go to a show in a lot of ways uh, well, so. thank you for
1: trying out the Sahara time. <laughs> I've never been myself, but oh, really? <laughs> I'm no. glad you checked it out. That so means a lot.
0: <laughs> is that, would you would you ever go to Coachella?
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah. I definitely would. Um, just the timing is rough because South yeah. by and stuff is around this That's time true. here in like, Euphoria. Impactors. Yeah, I'll yeah. make it out there definitely. Yeah, you
0: should. <laughs> I my festival days are dwindling, mm-hmm. but uh, I always liked Coachella a lot because it's the best organized and most diverse lineups. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like early in the year so all all the bands are coming out fresh, fresh. so it's still exciting yeah. versus like
1: that's why you know
0: the later festivals where it's like they already played a the dozen sets. other festivals are all the same um yeah. but yeah that's cool so this is like a total tangent um <laughs> that yeah. i'm gonna selfishly hijack for it but Go for it. we were during the first song oh, yeah. we were talking about how you know you had gotten in uh, in college you gotten into electronic music because it mm-hmm. was booming and everything and that was like 2009 i guess when you started college which was when i was graduating and i remember like that 2010 um i think it was 2010 or it might have been 2009 south by that was the year that like skrillex was really breaking out yeah and he was playing a handful of shows and stuff and i remember he played i think it was like the playboy party or something that like (laughs) c3 was sponsoring and I didn't actually see it, but my friend Doug—I remember bumping into him as he was getting out of that show. And Doug—he was on episode two of the podcast, um, mm-hmm. and he didn't—he didn't bring this up, but he—he uh, he, I remember seeing him after that show, and he was just like drenched in sweat so happy so smiley and <laughs> he, i was like oh man, what'd you see he's like yeah this guy skrillex like it was just so good like the energy was so high mm-hmm. and he was like i've never heard anything like that and he's like this is the sound of the future like <laughs> this is the type of music that people are gonna be and so like the whole dubstep scene i guess yeah. kind of like i mean probably you know bastardizing the gen <laughs> the genesis of that and applying what's actually a very complex and very layered multiple genre span right. of electronic music to this moment but I do think that Skrillex really opened up going to electronic shows to a much wider audience oh, definitely. Um, that then allowed for a lot of other types of styles to either get noticed that had been around for a while mm-hmm. um, or to get created and
1: yeah.
0: you want <laughs> right hear a band like Big Gigantic I, I imagine they've probably been around for a while. They've
1: been around for a while. Yeah. yeah Probably around similar time as Skrillex actually.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but like you could hear their music. Like they clearly are, have a whole lot of influences I bet their record collection is very diverse and like mm-hmm. runs a whole lot of things. <laughs> and uh I'm always curious like people's uh, they're back to the Skrillex thing. Like he has like a really good Rolling Stone interview from a few years ago where they were asking him about like what kind of music and he's like, you know, I don't want people to think that I just do bass drops right like I, I do that stuff because that's what fans want and makes me money but I listen to a lot of types of music and like I appreciate things that you know when people criticize electronic music like you don't know real music it's like no actually I love real music I right. love all music and <laughs> I'm doing something different yeah and that listening to that song it's like it's still very much electronic music but you hear a lot of different genres Styles. and influences and yeah that's cool. It's a good, like, That's why potential I like gateway. It. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, Skrillex had a, like, a metal background, right? You can hear that in right. it. So I always say electronic, like, I bet I could find something, like a niche of electronic that you really would like for yeah. every person that I meet. And it's yeah. been true. That's Maybe awesome. I, I would probably have to work on you a little <laughs> bit. But, like, <laughs> after I find a couple, it's very easy. And there's yeah. a lot of different um, paths you can go down. Yeah. And even some of the stuff I listen to, I'm like is this electronic? Like I'm not sure cuz right. it's so infused like electronic is so infused in every all yeah. genres of music now and the reciprocal as well but
0: I think um, I think about like for me whenever I like play music with a band or something you feel like when you're in a band you have to pick a genre and then like stay in that lane yeah. and you kind of do like it's sometimes it can be really corny when you're like trying to do too many <laughs> things and <laughs> yeah. it's just like you can't do everything man like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but like I just, uh, you have to you have to expand your horizons beyond yeah. a lot of different things. I
1: feel like people are learning that now. Yeah. It's definitely expanding more, and I like it.
0: Yeah, that's good. Very diverse. <laughs> um, so we've got one more. Yeah. This one is um, a guy Tamish, Tom Tamish, Tom and the song is called "The Journey." <laughs> um so this one's definitely different than the other two yeah uh very much like a jay dilla vibe when i hear it huh like uh, it i feel like somebody was about to pull up the mic and start rapping yeah Um, (laughs) he
1: does sing in some of his tracks it's pretty good yeah (laughs) i specifically picked a non lyrical one though yeah okay
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, it comes from beat tape 2 is the name of the record that it's on so is that just like a full sample of beats, basically?
1: No, it's not. Uh, it's uh, I don't know if it's an album or an EP or what technicality it was, but it's uh, a good amount of songs. It's like 10 songs. It's one of my favorite. <laughs> like I would probably buy it on vinyl if I had
0: a yeah.
1: <laughs> record player. Nice. You should yeah. get one. <laughs> uh, planning on it. It's an <laughs> investment.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so tell me about your association to it.
1: Yeah. So Tom Mish is probably it's definitely the freshest of the bunch Um, and kind of it's funny that you said it definitely sounds different because you can kind of see the progression of electronic music and my taste in electronic music Um, like I said a lot of people think I'm listening to probably Skrillex and techno (laughs) through my headphones all day but I'm listening to this kind of music Mm -hmm. most of the time I consider it electronic I don't know if you would
0: I think I mean it's it's electronic. Uh, yeah. yeah. So
1: um, definitely a different genre um, than like EDM and stuff. And I hate having to explain myself. Like I don't really like EDM. Like yeah. there's a difference between electronic music yeah. and EDM. That's a whole like other conversation. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of different genres. I yeah. just say I'm I like sure good music. Like really <laughs> there are. Things. There's like grids of them and stuff. <laughs> I just say I like good music. Tom Mish is awesome. Yeah. Um, I just remember this song. I was driving, I go to L.A. about four or five times a year to see my best friend.
0: You drive Um, out there?
1: No, I fly. Uh,
0: You should make that drive if you haven't before.
1: Really? I haven't at all.
0: It's fun. I've done it six times. It's like a rite of passage. It's great. Usually always for Coachella or something. Oh, oh, oh.
1: um,
0: Yeah. I sound like a Coachella guy. It's, it's been years, guys. I'm not still doing this. I, we did it twice. <laughs>
1: Harrison's <but. laughs> going to rage with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next no, festival. you won't see no. me with
0: neon colors. But, um, but, you know, it's a really nice, peaceful drive. And yeah. you see a lot of, like, pretty And you passed through a lot places. of, st- like, pretty significant yeah. you landmarks You can make a good trip out of it, for sure.
1: I'll have to. Use my unlimited vacation. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just sitting in the back of a car. We were driving home from the beach, mm-hmm. and my best friend's boyfriend just played it in his car, and I fell in love with it in <laughs> an instant. Um, and whenever that happens, I shazam, I go home, and then I go down like really deep SoundCloud yeah. holes of yeah. like find. Listen to all of his songs. Listen uh-huh. to all of his related songs. And- listen to all of the songs that he's liked. <laughs> like listen to Jordan Reiki, all of the people he's collabed with. Wow. So it kind of went down a marvelous hole. That's awesome. Um, I love him. He Are you like a on...
0: master SoundCloud user?
1: Um, master, probably one of their heaviest users. <laughs> I'm not sure. You're right um, now.
0: You're the only person to ever comment on one of the podcasts. Really? Yeah. I have a few likes, but you were the first one to comment and no one else has commented, so it's not that I expect it. I do. I do like But now like I'm SoundCloud. just understanding that you just use SoundCloud all the time. I do.
1: <laughs> I'm not a Spotify user yet, yeah. but
0: we'll see. Do you pay for the SoundCloud Go or whatever? I don't.
1: No. I haven't even tried it. Um, I've kind of been saving it up for when I go on a long trip or something yeah. so that yeah. I can that have sense. the trial, but I haven't used it yet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So for an artist like him... You said he like he likes tracks and things like that, so you can actually go in and see what the people.
1: That's like my biggest trick of how I find new music. You just follow accounts, and there's certain artists that do. Not a lot of them do, especially not the ones that have a lot of followers. But really, some of the really small, obscure people um, have the best music. I steal. I steal all of their music. I go through their entire. Yeah, that's
0: great. I mean, that's the best. That's how I first started to branch out. Was mm-hmm. like you find bands that are really popular and you love, and then you read the interviews, and yep. like what influenced them, what songs they cover, learn yeah. about those bands, yeah. and things like that. I say
1: I don't have yeah. a hobby, but SoundCloud
0: is literally <laughs> my hobby. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, that's good to know. He's so he's only like 21 years old.
1: Yeah, he's very young. He's like I said, he's doing an America tour right now. Yeah, I think he was in San Francisco yesterday.
0: Is he coming um, to the south or no?
1: I don't, nope probably not. I think he's okay. doing, like Santa Barbara, in New York, or something. Okay. But yeah.
0: well,
1: I considered flying out to New York, yeah. but that would be intense. I mean,
0: flights to New York this time of year are pretty cheap because it's starting to get cold and people yeah. want to go somewhere around like Christmas or New Year's. We'll see. I should think about it.
1: Last minute flight. Yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to like research. I always try to research the artist beforehand. And he didn't like, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Oh, no, any. like Way his Spotify small. profile doesn't yeah. have a bio, he's not verified yet. Yeah, but I did find like an interview from July of this year, and it was like they approached him right after he got off stage, and it was like only his third show ever or something. Yep. So, this guy is like fresh. fresh. <laughs> so, in like five <laughs> so years, fresh. when he's like blowing up, yeah, you could go back to this podcast and be like, there's proof. I knew. I knew Tom when he
1: was. Yeah. Yeah, His sister, Laura Mish, does a lot of soul too, but she does sax. Very good as well. And like I said, um, his, I don't know if they're friends, Jordan Reiki, R-A-K-E-I, um, very similar soulful sound. Um, they're both beautiful. They do a lot of collabs together.
0: Very cool. When you, so do a lot of your friends share like the same interests on things?
1: Yeah, I would say a lot of my friends, just because it's so heavily embedded into like what I like and my passion and stuff. It's not like a deal breaker if you don't like music, especially if you don't like electronic music. A lot of people think I like don't want to be friends with people don't that don't like electronic. I mean, I can appreciate all music, yeah, um, but uh, no, I.
0: So do you turn your friends on to Tomish?
1: They. Yeah, I've never met anyone that I've shared that song but to didn't like and it. didn't really like yeah. it. My friends, they definitely don't like music as intensely as I do because I write for it. So I kind of have to study it and yeah. I kind of see it as studying it. Um, but they all do, but they are all sources of good music for me. So gotcha. I like that. I like to use them That's <laughs> to find music. That's yeah,
0: Very cool. Well, this is really fun. Yeah. I'm glad you came on.
1: Thanks. I have a last like parting gift for you. Oh, yeah? What's it's that? kind of, um, I don't know if you know like the rave tradition of candy and plur like, and no, stuff. No, I don't. Good. I didn't expect <laughs> you to, so I wanted to introduce <laughs> it to you. What is it? So, you know, raves, neon, lots of bracelets and uh-huh. stuff. Do you know, have you heard of no. plur? No. P L U R. Um, well, it's kind of like the joke of EDM and Ravers. it will be like, player, player. And it means, it stands for peace, love, unity, respect. Okay. It's just kind of like the community of electronic people that do that. Um, and they make candy, and I have a bracelet on my, yeah. like a very juvenile bracelet <laughs> on my wrist. Um, but so you'll go, peace.
0: Peace, okay. You just
1: mirror what I do. And then love, you make a heart. Yeah. And then you do unity. And then I would give you a bracelet.
0: Oh wow! Okay,
1: that I made for you. Yeah! Oh my gosh, that's so And it nice says "Memory here. Tracks," and it's kind of just like
0: that's so cool.
1: <laughs> just like a postcard. I like. I go to a lot of festivals. I go to a lot of shows. Yeah. You meet one or two people every show that you know that you connect with. There. I like. that. A lot to remember? So I make one or two
0: every festival and Thank you so out. much. That's yeah. really special. When we, I keep for like the past few tapings, I keep forgetting to take a picture afterwards. Uh, so. We should take a picture <laughs> okay, for we'll sure remember. for the cover and we'll showcase the bracelets so awesome. people can see it. Cause this is cool. This is so Yeah. I
1: wanted view. to introduce you to yeah, the I like this. culture. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for having me. When I
0: come in to work tomorrow and I'm wearing like neon <laughs> and furry boots and stuff. Yeah.
1: They'll be like, yeah, he knows what's going started
0: starting up. here. <laughs> cool. Thanks so much.
2: Yeah.
0: Until next time. Bye. <laughs>